0: Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and this is today. I watched 2018 Week 51 Part One, and I am coming at you from my rental car in Fresno, California. I am meters away, well, a lot further than that. I'm, I'm like, I'm like a kilometer away, which is still technically meters away from the Save Mart Center. About to go in to see. Two episodes of SmackDown Live and maybe also two episodes of Two Hundred Five Live. I don't know how that's going to work. I was curious how last night was going to work on, uh, for Monday Night Raw. They filmed two episodes because next week Monday and Tuesday falls on Christmas Eve and Christmas, and so they're uh, they're they're pre taping those shows um, for everybody's benefit, I think. But it won't be as exciting. There's not going to be any kinds of crazy stuff. That's going to happen. Or at least, uh, well, I don't know about SmackDown. Maybe they will have crazy stuff happen on there. But Raw wasn't too crazy, but it was a good episode. And I'm going to talk about that episode after I talk about the live show. Now, I was curious how that was going to work. Because usually they they film main event, a couple of matches for main event um, before Raw. Um, and, well, two weeks. Are they going to do two weeks' worth of main event? As it turns out, they didn't do anything for main event, so I think, I have a feeling, and I hope, that main event is going to be a, a nice holiday special, a couple of holiday specials hosted by Katherine Kelly, as they've done in the past. I don't know if she did last year, uh, but the year before that, she definitely did. Oh, I don't think they did it last year, because they did actually film, uh, they had a live event on Christmas, which was, which was kind, of a, kind of weird. Yeah, you know, bummer. And I am on one hand, I am glad that they changed that. Um, also, uh, kudos to all of the people working the event, Monday Night Raw, and everybody who's working. People who drive diagonally across parking lots are jerks. Like, no. By the way, I was driving here from um, Stockton. And the hotel is not uh, is not good. It was, oh, uh, I do not recommend it. Uh, uh, I won't, I won't even say what, what hotel it was. But if, if a shade if if a hotel seems shady from the outside, it's gonna be shady on the inside. Anyway, um, I was driving down, and I guess I was maybe gesticulating too much to this guy who wanted to get over, and I guess he he raises his hand high out his window and flips me off, and I'm like. Dude, I just helped... I, I slowed down a lot to help you get in. And yeah, I was like kind of gesturing, hurry up, hurry up, go, go, go. But I still actually let you in. So why are you pissed at me? Or maybe it was pissed at the guy in front... I don't know. Maybe it was flipping off the guy in front of him. I, there's no way to tell. There's no way to tell. I was right behind this guy for like a, a solid 10, 20 miles after that, so... Hopefully it was the guy in front of me that he was mad at. Anyway, um, it, <laughs> what was I saying? Uh, the, do, 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 do. Oh, the, the parking lot, the thing, the thing, the thing. Um, okay, no ep- They didn't film anything for main events. That's what I was saying. They, uh, did have a dark match though. It was Mojo Rawley versus Zack Ryder and Zack won via the Rough Rider. It was, a, it, was, it was a decent match. It was a decent match. Uh, we haven't seen these two... I don't think we've seen these two go head-to-head um, for a while now, even on main event. Um, so it was kind of nice to see them. And then, but It kind of goes without saying, they didn't appear on the, the entire televised event, either of the episodes. But anyhow. All right, so uh, the big deal is going to be... By the way, I do have the... the the car is running this time as opposed to the last episode because it's a lot warmer today um, and a lot fewer clouds than there were when I recorded yesterday so if, if I had the engine off uh, by the time I got through this first episode of Raw I'd be, I, I'd be toast so figure instead of having the window open and have who who knows what sounds coming from outside um let's have the background noise of the the engine and the ac running a little bit by the way I, I, i'm driving a, a hyundai, hyundai 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 elantra which i wasn't too familiar with this vehicle um, I was originally supposed to get something similar to a Ford Fusion. I think they say it was actually going to be a, a Malibu. I was like, the bottled water crumpling up in the cold, in the cold, cold of the AC. Um, uh, but because I got there early to the rental place early, uh, they said I could get a, uh, the Elantra instead. And I asked them, okay, right, what kind of mileage does it get? He says, oh, like 36 miles per gallon. I was like, oh, wow, well, yeah, yeah. Driving around California, mostly driving around California for this trip, the better mileage I can get, because it's only me in the car anyway. It's not like I have a, a whole slew of passengers to be comfortable in the back seat or anything. Because um, it does look a little, it maybe is a little bit cramped in the back seat, I think. <clears throat> But I haven't I haven't used the back seat at all. I just use the trunk and the front seats, the driver's seat. And this passenger seat, but that that can be anything because it's just my backpack there. Anyway, it's gotten even better mileage than that. Mostly highway driving, but uh, anywhere between thirty-six and forty miles per gallon. That's pretty good. That's a good value for this trip. Um so uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with that that part of it. Um, so I, I recommend it. It's been uh, pretty good, and it goes it is pretty quick when it needs to be. Not not like sports car quick, but um, it's, uh, there are definitely more sluggish cars out there. So Hyundai Elantra, it's good for road trips if you're just one or two people. Um, all right. So, Rod is a 1,334. The big deal is that the boss, Sasha Banks, is going to be here on the show finally. I mean, the boss, Vince McMahon, is going to be here on the show finally. Mr. McMahon, uh, the character, I guess. So, Vince brings out Stephanie and Triple H and Shane. And he says that everything will be better because they're taking over. Weren't they in charge of everything anyway? Um, and now the fans are the authority, whatever that actually means. Like, just saying that doesn't make it so. Like, what are what are the channels in which we are able to exercise this authority as fans, other than like booing and cheering during a show? Because that was maybe sort so semi effective. Anyway, then Corbin comes out. and He says, "Oh, tonight was unfair," and then it goes commercial. Um, I have to say, Baron Corbin is is really good. At what he's been doing, um, like even though it's like ruining the show and stuff, like what he's the specific things that he does as a wrestler, as a, 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 an actor, as a character, all of that is delivery of lines and things like that. He is very, very, very good, very good. Um, he's he's great comedic timing, um, and he's like not afraid to 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 let things rain down upon him what the, the crap rain down upon him because before this whole change before he cut his hair and all of that it really did feel like and maybe he was just being really good at that character it really did feel like he he did think he was above all that stuff and that uh, maybe a bit of a diva about um, doing stuff that made him look stupid maybe. Um, not but I have to think about that maybe he did do some stuff that made him look stupid and all that but this version of him works even better than that and he's really good at it so I hope I, I no no longer general manager or whatever is there even a general manager now? oh yeah he comes out and he says it was so unfair please reconsider. And they all say no, but then Mr. McMahon, apparently Mr. McMahon comes up with the idea. Okay, well, he can have a chance, and uh, he has to fight. If he can win against his opponent, he can have, he might be able to have his job back. And his opponent is Kurt Angle. But then his opponent, it's a handicap match, and the the, the rest of everybody who is out there comes out except for Finn, but it's, uh, Rude, Gable, Apollo. They'll come out and join in the fight. Um, and then it's also no disqualification, which he didn't really have to add that because Heath Slater was doing a pretty good. Oh, also Heath Slater was the, the guest referee. Um, Heath Slater was doing a pretty good job of ignoring a lot of the stuff that was going on. he'd be like, Oh, do, 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 do. Checking on the turnbuckles, tying it, untying it, tying it nice and snug again, checking the ropes, make sure they're okay. Like, they didn't actually need to add that notice qualification match, but I guess they wanted to get um, Triple H back out there to get people more excited. I don't know, whatever. Um, it would have worked just fine without it, because Heath was just ignoring the bad stuff anyway. <laughs> So, uh, Kurt Angle wins, and the crowd's chanting, We want tables. And maybe that caused them to be like, Oh, hey, let's do that also. Um, or maybe they were planning to do it online. I don't know. We'll never know. Um, and then Corbin got put through a table. So that was kind of fun. This uh, so is a lot of complaints like, Ah, this is all the same thing as exactly what happened last night. It's like, maybe this whole change of it uh, pointing to that as like this isn't a change because we just saw it last night well last night was the start of the change so this is a repeat of what has changed already if that makes sense and it's it is different It 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 is different and it's kind of playing on this is, all, this is payback for what Baron Corbin was doing because he would continuously do things, changing the rules in the middle of the match um, in his own favor. So it's uh, just a continuation of that. And the change hap started last night. It didn't start with this match tonight, I think. Okay. Um, then we had Finn Balor versus Dolph Ziggler we faced off because uh, Balor was upset with Ziggler attacking him last night or uh, helping him win last night and then attacking him later so Drew interrupts this match but is fended off but then he attacks again and his disqualification there's a whole brawl thing but Balor and Ziggler both um, get the upper hand there and Drew is left flabbergasted in the ring um, so where is all this going oh I need to turn this down a little bit because Starting to feel a little bit AC induced uh cold virus there, uh rhinovirus. <clears throat> a little bit. And from talking too much. Oh, okay, yeah. So here's this uh anyway anyone, anyone who's familiar with Scott Adams, um, creator of Dilbert, he's written a few books also. One of his books, um he talks a lot about I forget which book it is. It's one of the newer ones it's either the newest one or I don't know if he's written any since put out any since then he's probably put out at least one more since then but he talks a lot about his um, <clears throat> his voice that's his uh, um, like I forget all the specifics but basically his voice wouldn't work in like normal conversations um, or at all at first um, but eventually is able to start doing like lectures and stuff And his voice would work pretty much just fine. But then it would still be a problem just talking one-on-one to people and stuff like that. And I've kind of noticed something. So I don't know if it is the same kind of thing or not. But I feel like my voice is a lot more hoarse and um, strained and stuff like that. If I'm just talking to people individually as opposed to talking on a podcast like this or um or uh like talking to strange strangers like uh like um uh, if i'm a customer at a store like a like a clerk or something um it's a lot different than my my voice is normal what i think is normal like talking like this um so i don't know if it's a if it if it's the same kind of thing or not but um I I'd certainly be interested to hear more about um, people who have who have experiences like that as far as their voice go um, voice voices go their individual voices go yes um so I don't know I, I guess I could be kind of meaning to talk about that for a while now or mention that to somewhere so, so, on something somewhere to someone. And uh yeah, if you have any experience with that, you know, shoot me a message. Um, okay. Dean Ambrose says some things and then uh presents an open challenge This is answered by Tyler Breeze. Oh boy, Tyler Breeze, a second championship match in the in two weeks. Um he challenges Dean and he puts on an excellent fight, but Dean wins the match and then is attacked by Seth, who's in disguise. In a gas mask, um, was he? Was he one of the guys coming out with him at the beginning? He could have attacked him all the way back then. Um, Dean really shouldn't shouldn't have people with masks around him because then Seth can sneak in there very easily. Obviously, um, backstage you see Drake Maverick. He wants AOP to be the tag champs again. He demands the mandatory rematch. I think this is the first time I've heard it called a mandatory rematch it was a contractually obligate rematch um, in the past so it's been referred to um, but uh, he's, he's presenting this all these ideas to Shane because I have to assume it's because Shane is the new face that he oh, oh here's the noob guy let's get it in in his good graces see if we can get what we need from him but uh Shane says no that's uh a that that idea of a, a contractual rematches out of date um, so say you'll have to earn your opportunities um, so I guess that's the big change because they say that phrase a lot in this in, in on this night uh, you, you, you'll get an oppor- you can earn an opportunity that's just gonna give things out or, or whatever um, which I guess is kind of different uh, and so they do get their chance. At a championship opportunity and a fatal four-way contenders match against the revival, the Lucha House Party, and the B Team. So, I mean, they should on paper they should stand pretty good chance. Um, so, we'll see how that goes later on. Uh, it was announced we have a whole bunch six people from NXT. Oh, that was also part of the announcement from Vince McMahon. There's going to be new people, new matches, new new p- new faces new new events not new events you didn't say anything about new events but um it's like uh, the 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 people you have aren't the problem it's what they're doing and saying that's the problem that's the new stuff that you should be talking that you should be um going for anyway um this triple thr- no 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 uh it's not a triple throw what I'm talking about um the six people from NXT one we already knew about because it's been being teased for weeks that guy's a jerk He zipped across his, he cut across this whole thing diagonally like there's a right angle left turn but he turned into the parking lot and went diagonally across like he didn't save any time doing that he just endangered people and all these trees that are in the middle of the parking lot were endangered as well um to six people. The first one we already knew, Lars Sullivan. Um, We're also going to get Heavy Machinery. Um, They didn't say which show all these people are on. Um, They could be uh, who knows who is going to end up on Raw or Smackdown. Um, Heavy Machinery is coming up. Uh, Nikki Cross, super excited for that. She's got to be on Smackdown with Sanity, please. Um, We got EC3. Where is he going to be... Is he going to be... Uh, I I'd guess he would be on on, on uh, Raw. Lar, I, I, I'd say Lars on SmackDown, EC3 on Raw. I think that makes the most sense. And uh, Lacey Evans is also on her way. I assume she's probably going to be on Raw if Nikki is on... I, I think they'll be on opposite sides, whichever they go to. Um, although we, I don't think we've ever even seen... Have you seen Lacey fight Nikki on NXT yet? Maybe we have. Um, (laughs) Lip. It it auto-corrected Leo as Lip. Lashley and Leo um, completely steal Elias' shtick. They say all the stuff that Elias would usually say. But it it worked pretty well. And then Elias uh, hits Lashley with a guitar real quick. Oh, I I accidentally wrote this as a rhyme. And then I was thinking, oh, maybe I should start doing just like a poem about the whole show each week. Did Lashley and Leo steal Elias's shtick? Elias hits Lashley with a guitar real quick. Um, it could work. It could work. It would. It would probably be a lot of rhymes of those two words. Uh, then we had that fatal four-way. Um, before that, we got a teaser that Sammy is coming soon, coming back soon, which um is great news um and I guess later during the gauntlet match there was maybe a similar promo for Kevin coming back soon but they didn't show that in the arena so if if they did show that they didn't show it in the arena because it was just a constant match for that last hour Um, non-stop No, no interruptions for the live audience um, anyway, this fatal four-way match. The Revival won via Shatter Machine delivered to Bo Dallas and Dash Wilder got the pin. Um, so more on the results of that. Uh, so this match gets set up. It's a championship match them against um, uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable on the next episode. Christmas Eve episode. Um, Seth backstage says he wants to ride the ship by ending Dean, Dean, Dean Ambrose. And then Corbin comes over him, he's pissed at seth and he blames seth for everything that nobody nobody had problem with him until seth pointed it out and uh then seth punches him so that is also set up for a match next week um but at least it's set up in a different way than baron corbin setting it up he's like oh well, i'm gonna fight fight you it's gonna be for the championship well he doesn't have the championship but um he did bring that up uh, and then Okay, this, that was the first two hours. And, like, right before this, I was like, what the heck? No women have appeared on the... No, none of the, the women superstars have appeared in this episode at all yet. But then we had Rhonda come out. She says, I want to start a new tra-. The new tradition that she wanted to start was just to, to continue what she's been doing. Issuing an open challenge the night after a pay-per-view. Um... But Stephanie McMahon had her own ideas. She co-opted that... Is that the right word? That idea is this is a new, new tradition... Is it a new tradition? Um, I don't... Maybe. Maybe after every pay-per-view they'll have a gauntlet match. But she knows all of these women have uh, uh, deserve a chance to fight you for the championship. So we're going to have an eight-woman gauntlet match. Even though there are ten women out there with her. And... Uh, the winner of that will have a championship match against Ronda, and so we embarked upon an hour-long gauntlet match, which um, I enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, more sections of it, more some sections of it more than others. Uh, we started out with Alicia Fox versus Bailey, um, which went on a lot longer than I expected. Actually, I'm surprised none of these ended up in like a super quick sort of thing they all were um pretty substantial length which in some cases may have hurt more than helped but uh bailey defeated alicia fox via roll-up and then bailey defeated dana brooke via the the bailey to belly and i was thinking oh this would be really cool if bailey made it all the way to the end it was bailey versus sasha and that'd be awesome but right away in the first match bailey's um You know, gets her leg hurt. And so she's already a huge disadvantage. So she did get eliminated by Mickey James via the Mickey DT. And, uh, oh man, Mickey is so freaking good, guys. She's so good. She's so good. Like, uh, give her the championship soon even if it's for like a week she's gotta be a champion again sometime um, But uh, so yeah, Mickey wins uh, defeats Bailey but then Amber Moon defeats Mickey via the Eclipse and then Natalia comes out and she just goes on a tear she defeats Amber via Roll Up and then defeats Ruby Riots um, I, I don't even remember I didn't write down how she won that part I was getting pretty hopeful that it was going to be Ruby versus Sasha in the end there but it ended up being Natalia versus Sasha and Natalia won that part of the gauntlet via sharpshooter and then she and Rhonda hug each other and stuff like that they're very pleased with that result but you know it's for a pre-taped episode on Christmas Eve Um, it actually Uh, not to, uh, okay, I'll talk about the actual match um, in a a little bit. Looking at from that vantage point like there's very little chance that they would have uh, that Ronda would lose the championship on a pre-taped show on Christmas. (laughs) Um, So it it would be better if, when Sasha does get a championship match, that there there's more of a chance that she'd be able to win. I I think. Um, same with Bailey, same with Ruby, and all of that. Um, and Natal- Natalia is coming off of a strong win last night, and it kind of makes sense to build that momentum. Although somebody did point out, I didn't really think of this, but they had a good point that she was, she was very excited and happy and not hurt as soon as she won with that sharpshooter. Where well, She's just in three matches back-to-back, basically. She should be a little bit more tired than that, but, you know, adrenaline, adrenaline can do that. That sound you're hearing now, I believe... Is that airplane sound? Yeah, it is. Um, it's not only in in a running car in a parking lot, but we're also, like, a mile away from the, the airport in Fresno. Um, all right, so that was this week's episode of Raw, and now let's talk real quick. I don't want to go into super details. Um, but uh, the Christmas Eve episode Robs of 1,335 airing next week this was just it was rapid fire they went into let's get this done type of mode there were very few, it, very few breaks in between these matches um, they did not film it in real time um, as far as taking commercial breaks and stuff um, so I, I think everybody was appreciative of that and it made it uh, a little bit more high energy than this other episode. Also, there were no in-ring promos type stuff, like at all. There is uh, oh, we opened with Elias singing a song about uh, a Christmas song about Bobby Lashley. Um, that was really fun, um, and then that that opened up the night. Uh, it proceeded into the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street fight match. Elias and Lashley, and um, oh, I did. Oh, Elias! I'm pretty. Yeah, Elias won this match, and there's a lot of fun stuff ha- happened in this match. I I really dug it. I dug it a lot. Um, then we had the cha- ta- Raw Tag Team Championship match: Bobby Roode and, G- and Chad Gable versus the Revival, and it was awesome to see an actual tag team match take place with the Revival in it and they get to show that they are a real tag team and aren't stuck doing all kinds of silliness. And um, so this match is worth check- is definitely worth checking out, um, especially if you're a fan of the Revival. Um, the the Robe Warriors did retain the championship, um, and that's to be expected for all of the... Uh, pretty much who you expect to win out of all these matches is who wins, um, I think. Another announced match. Actually, this one, I guess, is kind of up in the air. It could have been any of these three. Um, Drew McIntyre versus Finn Balor versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, we open with a, an interview in the ring with Drew. And um, who's, who, was, it, was it Charlie who interviewed him? Um, she asks, um, is it, are, are you worried that they're going to gang up on you? Work together and uh, try to take you out. And he says, Well, they should gang up on me. I would gang up on me. Um, and would did. Oh, is it? Would a mountain lion. Would a mountain lion be worried if he saw two deer on the mountainside? No, he'd be excited because that means more food. Or something, like that. <laughs> something like that. Um. <clears throat> It was good. I I liked I liked that part a lot. Um, he says I will go on to win the Royal Rumble and f- f- will fulfill my destiny to main event WrestleMania. Um, that's I'm sorry, Drew. I do want you to have a Universal Championship match, but. Um, pretty sure Ronda Rousey and her opponent are going to be the main event of WrestleMania this year. Anyway, um, it was this was an awesome match, um, and Finn ended up winning after hitting Dolph with a coup de gras, um, uh, that whole combination. And this was right after he hit the coup de gras on both Dolph and Drew, Drew to break up a pin attempt. So it was it was super cool. Um, and then afterwards, Drew tried to rough up Dolph, but Dolph. Rallied and hit him with a zigzag and got out of there. So, so Drew is just left, like, oh, what's going on? Um, oh, did I describe? I think I was describing how this match ended in the last week episode, how that whole thing ended, but maybe, well, maybe it, it ended the same way both times. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, brother, but that's not. Not brother. I can't brother. That's the hard word to say. I don't even think Drew even ever says brother. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, um Bailey, Sasha, and Amber. is a 6-1 tag team match. Uh, okay. But um Bailey, Sasha, and Amber versus Mickey, Alicia, and Dana. Uh Mickey got some great stuff in on this match. That's the thing I took away the most. But Bailey pinned Mickey after uh, Sasha had the backstabber, and Bailey is that what the movie's is called? Bailey hit the Bailey to belly, and um, so the good gals win. But then the Riot Squad attacks. At first, I thought it was gonna be Mickey, Alicia, Dana versus the Riot Squad. Um, before um, Bailey and them made their entrance, which, is, which would have been pretty fun too—a triple, th- uh, a nine-woman tag team match, triple threat. Hmm, that is a little bit ridiculous, but it's something we haven't seen before and I enjoyed it. Tornado tag. Oh. Nine woman, three team, tornado tag match, but like all out. Like not it's not just like a watered down thing just to get all of them out there, but they actually all nine of them just go for it. That could be pretty pretty. Pretty, pretty good. Anyway, uh, Paul Heyman came out. At first, his microphone wasn't working, and then he, he said <laughs> the sound tech must be from Sacramento. Um, he sang uh, his own version of Holy Night about Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar, and that's pretty fun. So, uh, you got to check that out. Uh, Braun Strowman came out, and this uh, did some stuff. Maybe I shouldn't have even said that Braun Strowman came out. Left all of that a complete surprise, but he did, and it was pretty good. Uh, then Ronda Rousey versus Natalia. I looked at the at, at, at my watches this entrance happened. I was like, "Wait a minute, isn't this the main event? Is this already almost over?" I totally forgot about Seth versus Corbin happening. That is the actual main event. Kind of a bummer because Ronda versus Natalia was way better than I was expecting it to be. It was, it was good ronda rousey is good she is like she's like goku that she gets better every single time she fights and that's so awesome to see and if, if that's how how it is with naya and then how it is with Natalia that she's starting to give these people like their ba- best matches in a long time um her in an actual match against sasha banks it will be amazing, um, and against Ruby Riot will be amazing, and then of course eventually in a regular, well, it was a regular match against Charlotte, but uh, in a champion if it's a championship match against Becky and or Charlotte, not at the same time, but she'll fight both of them individually at some point. I'm sure. I hope. Ah, oh, it gets me it it gets me excited to see all of those because ronda versus natalia was way better than i expected and uh ronda did win of course via the arm bar and it seems as there's no hard feelings between the two if they're both proud of each other of course this also makes sense because natalia has been helping ronda train um for you know this past year or whatever so you know what of course they're gonna have a good match together it would be super surprising if they didn't have a good match together because they're used to they're, they've been working with each other, to do to, to do their thing. Anyway, up next we had a partial three man band reunion: Heath Slater versus Jinder Mahal. I don't know what the reason behind this match was. Um, maybe we'll get some backstage. Stuff. There was no backstage stuff except for a brief interview with Seth right before he came out to the ring for the main event. Um, so I'm guessing that there will be some other stuff that was shot backstage. That will that will be interspersed throughout this pre-taped stuff. That stuff also being pre-taped, of course, but um not at the same time. Um Heath versus Gender, I believe this ended in disqualification when the Singh brothers got involved and they're starting to beat down Heath. But uh right before that, Santa Claus came out and the crowd was throwing out gifts. Um like t- maybe like t-shirts and stuff the last two things he threw out of the bag later were t-shirts I think but uh, I was getting excited and I realized oh oh that's oh that's our long lost uh, rhino claws he's made his return and he's here to save the day when when Heath started getting beat up he runs over to the, to the barricade jumps over and makes the save. Uh, we get a Christmas gore. It's a Christmas miracle, and the uh, Beauty and the Man beasts are reunited. And everybody in the arena was very, very happy about that. He was he he'd shaved though, so it was from far away. It was hard to tell exactly, like oh, is that Rhino or is that somebody in a Rhino Santa fat suit? Uh, a Santa thick. It's more of a thick suit than a fat suit. He's just so wide. Anyway, um, yeah, this is super fun. And if at this point you're getting upset that you're getting stuff spoiled for next week, I already warned you. warned you a long time ago. You could have stopped at any point since then. But anyway, it happens. And the word is out, I'm sure. Anyway, Um, then we had Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. Um. You know what this wasn't like the most amazing match or anything but it was still better than Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose at TLC and uh to say that it's like a sandwich of two great Seth Rollins the Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin uh they're not the sandwich they're the bread of the Seth and Dean uh meat in the middle and the meat is not that good but it's the best. It's like really good bread, like seven dollars a loaf. Good bread, um, because that's I, th- I think there's there's bread that's even more expensive than that. Maybe not seven, like five dollars a loaf. Like the really high end bread that's like eight bucks a loaf or something like that. But the meat, it just got like some Oscar Mayer turkey bologna, like it's not. It's not straight up balloony, but it's turkey balloony, so it's a little bit better. You don't know, feel so bad for eating it, but it's still balloony. Anyway, Rollins won this match via curb stomp, and that ended the night. And my observation continues that if Seth Rollins is not in the main event, there will be a dark match. But if he is in the main event, that is the end of the night. And in this case, both aspects of that are proved because the first episode did not have Seth Rollins in the main event and we proceeded to have an entire dark episode after it. And then the main event of the second episode did involve Seth Rollins and that was the end. So, that is everything still have about an hour to kill until the doors open, I think. But um, I'm going to head over to the Save Mart Center. Um, Maybe play some Smash Brothers in the parking lot beforehand. Whatever I end up doing, that doesn't even matter. There's no relevance to this episode. But let me know what you thought about this episode of Raw. And once you watch next week's episode of Raw, by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash today Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back for week 51, part 2, talking about, I don't know the episode numbers, but Smackdown for December 18th and for December 25th, the Christmas episode, and I'm curious to see what they're, if they also film two episodes of 205 Live they do, that's awesome That's, that's twice as much Cruiserweight action and that'd be great but stay tuned for all of that and I'll see you next time, this has been Today I Watched bye